0: Breakfast came early for Chief Rocky Glidewell on February 1st. He and his fellow Yorktown aviators were roused at 0300 for coffee and scrambled eggs. Bill Birch gathered Scouting Five's aviators in their ready room for last-minute reviews of their strike objectives. Cigarette smoke hung heavy in the air as pilots scribbled important data on their chartboards. It was crucial for all involved to understand point option— the place in the ocean where their carrier was expected to be upon returning from their strikes. Yorktown's deck trembled beneath Glidewell's feet as she raced ahead at 25.5 knots with the cruisers Louisville and St. Louis close by. Task Force 17's destroyers trailed at a more fuel-conserving pace, while the other three warships dashed toward the launch point. Glidewell made his way to the flight deck early to ensure that everything was in order with Air Group Commander Kurt Smiley's Command SPD. Flight crews scurried about in the rain-whipped darkness as they checked aircraft engines, guns, and bomb loads. Shortly after 0415, the loudspeakers blared, Pilots, man your planes. Thirty-two planes erupted into a series of bright blue exhaust flames as engines were cranked over. Four Wildcats for Combat Air Patrol, CAP, were first off the deck at 0452. Dark clouds obscured the horizon, and lightning flashed ominously to the northwest in the direction of Jallowit. Commander Smiley and Rocky Glidewell were next off the deck, leading Yorktown's first strike group of 17 SBDs and 11 TBDs. The island structure catwalks, known as Vulture's Row, were packed with spectators to watch the first battle launch against Japanese-held territory. Lieutenant Commander Bob Armstrong, skipper of Bombing Five, followed with 16 of his squadron. Fighting 42 was retained for task force protection, leaving the bombers and torpedo bombers unescorted for their strike. Bob Armstrong had been reared on farms in Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Illinois, where he made spare money trapping beaver and muskrat for pelts to sell. He graduated from the Naval Academy in 1926, along with Lieutenant Commander Bill Holly Hollingsworth. The two buddies later became brothers-in-law by marrying sisters Thelma and Mildred Stallworth. Baron Armstrong took command of Yorktown's VB-5 in early 1941, and Muir Edward Arnold moved up to become Yorktown's air officer. Approaching 38 years of age, Armstrong was nicknamed Pappy by his younger pilots and enlisted men. As fate would have it, Pappy and his brother-in-law Holly Hollingsworth were both leading their respective dive bomber squadrons from Yorktown and Enterprise into the pre-dawn skies on February 1st to finally strike back against the powerful Imperial Japanese Navy. Each SBD throttled down the darkened flight deck and pulled up into complete darkness, switching to instruments as soon as the plane was in the air. Armstrong's dive bombers were followed by 11 TBDs of Torpedo 5, all loaded with three 500-pound bombs versus the usual torpedo load. It was by far the worst weather the Yorktown Air Group had ever launched in. It was impossible for the group and squadron leaders to determine whether all the planes were in formation on departure, Smiley noted. Yorktown's crews... Respotted her deck with fourteen SBDs of Bill Birch's VS-5 slated to launch right behind Smiley's lead bunch. Armstrong spent forty-five minutes sweeping around the carrier in gentle turns to allow his bombers to form on him. He took departure from Yorktown about 0535 at a hundred and ten knot cruising speed in order not to outdistance Joe Taylor's slower Devastators. About a half hour out from the ship, they encountered a nasty squall, which further divided the squadrons and blocked their approach to Jallowit. Lousy luck to come this far to try to crank up the Navy's and the country's morale, only to have this kind of weather, wrote Seaman Second Class Lynn Forche, an Iowan rear gunner flying with VB-5's Ensign Jim Crawford. As low as 50 feet, the scattered SBD pilots relied on instruments to navigate to Jallowit through the powerful storm. Two of the circling SBDs belonging to VB Five Executive Officer Lieutenant George Bellinger and Ensign Mike Fischel collided in midair near Jellewitt. Also lost in this tragedy were Bellinger's radio man, Radio Man First Class Donald McKillop, and Fischel's gunner, Radio Man Second Class Leonard Wilson Costello. All Pappy Armstrong.